an ironic media production. Visit us at ironicmedia.com. All right. In today's episode, I sit down with Amy Ronick and we talk about how I ended up in the ER recently. My mental, physical, and emotional bodies had all been too stressed, and even with all the knowledge and tools that I have about how to stay healthy and keep a great mindset, I found myself scrambling for balance. I'll explain how I ended up in this situation and how it might have been avoided. For all the parents out there and people who are struggling, my heart goes out to you. Even with all the tools and knowledge I have about how to take care of my mental and physical health, I still ended up feeling overwhelmed. I'm grateful for this experience to be able to share with you what happened to me so that we can all learn from it and realize that we're not alone in this massive struggle for balance on the planet right now. So without further ado, let's get started. Welcome to the Affiliate Podcast. I'm your host, Amy Stark. This podcast, I'll be sharing messages of hope, healing, and transformation. I'll teach you how to shift your mindset, conquer your fears, and become the best version of you. You'll get to witness healings as well as hear from my mentors, teachers, and about the extraordinary journey I've been on for the last 14 years. My connection with energy is so strong, and I can't wait to share it with you. Let's get started. So today is a very, very different type of podcast, I think. We had planned to talk about vibration and the things we can do to raise our vibration, which I think was probably my insides telling me that I needed to raise my vibration. Um, (laughs) Right. But then something got in the way. Yeah. So why don't you tell us about this? What happened yesterday? Yeah. yeah, It was two days ago. Yeah, I know. Right. Time's flying. So Wednesday was the first day of school and, you know, I was actually, I woke up feeling great. Like I woke up thinking, you know, I was really excited about the day and kind of just like, okay, let's see what this brings. I was, I was definitely sad for Aiden because he wasn't going back to school. It wasn't like the traditional situation, but I was like, you know what? It is what it is. And, you know, I made a space for him and everything. So I go upstairs, we start the homeschooling and it was an absolute SHIT show. It was so bad. I was trying to sit there because I have a desk in there. And so Fen and I are kind of like, you know, doing work while we're trying to be there. That was the idea. (laughs) I'm trying to do some work and um, sort some things out. I'm listening to him and the kids in the room being like, the teacher's Miss Lawrence, like, Miss Lawrence, where'd you go? And like, she had gotten kicked off and it was obviously not her fault. And, you know, then the kids are like, I can't hear you, Miss Lawrence. You know, like, it's just constant. Poor and then teachers. The, yeah, they're I like, so bad for them. <laughs> I know. It's so, I mean, he's in first grade. It's like unbelievable what is being asked of these teachers. So, anyway, so I'm listening to it. I'm starting to get like a little bit amped because I'm hearing how terribly it's going. I'm trying to get things done. And Aiden's like, how do you spell friends? And like, how do you spell Minecraft? Right. And and of course, you know, I spell it for him. And then he's like, wait, 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 spell it again. You know, like, right. (laughs) Right. You're like losing your shit. I know. And just enough time has passed that I started to like go back to the other tax. So, so my mind is like, ah, so anyway, 
poor Aiden. He was so good through the whole thing. Like, and the kids, all of them were so good. And the teacher, you know, the thing is, is I'm very sensitive. So I could tell that she was starting to probably get upset, you know? And then you're, you're an empath too. So you're taking on her energy and yeah, the the kids energy, the parents that are in their room. Like I started connecting with everything and I just, So anyway, so we go down for lunch, okay? And all of a sudden, I'm standing in the kitchen and I made Aiden some toast because that's what he wanted. And I actually hadn't eaten because I was about to send Fenella to the grocery store to get food. And so I had a shake. I had just had like a little shake, but I was still hungry. Anyway, so I'm sitting in in the kitchen. I'm like, I'm just going to have a piece of toast. Like I'm I'm really hungry. And then all of a sudden, I felt like I was going to pass out. And Fenella had just gone out the door and I started to feel really, really dizzy I was like, do I lay on the floor or do I get to a chair? So I decided to get to the chair that was close by. And then I said, Aiden, go get mama. So Aiden went and got Fen and she came running back and she's like, are you okay? And I said, I'm definitely not okay. Like something's going on. And I said, I'm really nauseous. I feel like I'm going to pass out. So then all of a sudden Aiden's like, I'll get the garbage can, you know, so you can throw up in. I was like, oh my God, wow, I've trained him well. <laughs> so he goes running off, grabs it like immediately. And by the time he got it to me, I threw up in it. And all of a sudden I'm like sweating, I'm hot and I'm cold. And I can feel like maybe my blood pressure is going up and down. So I, I tell Fen, I'm like, go get the blood pressure monitor that I had for when I was pregnant with Aiden. And, or after I gave birth to Aiden actually. And it was really high. And then I was like, oh, shit. Like, what the hell is going on with my heart? So then it was really low. And then I was like, oh, my gosh, this is not good. So and I still felt so fatigued and so dizzy and so nauseous. So I say to Finn, I'm like, I think these might be signs of a heart attack. Like, please look them up. And Fen's like, you're not having a heart attack. I'm like, I might be. I feel a lot of pressure. I can't really breathe. Um, You know, and it was like, you know, on a scale of zero to 10, it was probably only like a three, four in my chest. Right. But it was enough for me to be concerned with the other symptoms. So I'm like, let's go to the urgent care and just see if, you know, cause it's right at the bottom of the hill. And like, we were hoping they were going to be like, no, you're fine. Or right. something. I don't even know. So we get there and they gave me an EKG and they're like, you have to go to the ER. Your EKG looks pretty good, but we won't sleep at night if you don't go to an yeah. actual ER and just get fully tested, you know, have them monitor your symptoms and do blood work and things like that. So of course, because of COVID, Fen's not allowed in there. And of course, Aiden, we weren't going to bring him. So we call our neighbor over and she's watching him and she was watching him when I was at urgent care. And then uh, I go and I, I'm sitting there and I, I'm like all by myself and I'm having waves of like, oh my God, I'm dying. Like, this is it. You know, like, did I do what I wanted to do? And I said goodbye to Aiden, you know, knowing, like, actually I said, I'll be back, buddy. But I I didn't think I was, I didn't think I was going to come back. And then I, of course, I should have known I was not going to die because I was like, am I programming him (laughs) for abandonment issues that I, you know, said I was going to be back and I wasn't, or I didn't think I would be. Um, but but in the, in the moment I'm like, Oh my God, I'm telling him the wrong thing. But I'm like, you can't tell him that you're dying and that you won't see him again. Like, cause you don't know that for sure. So anyways, I was sitting in the emergency room and I'm like, is this for real? Like I started feeling a little bit better being in the emergency room, just mostly because I was like, if something happens, they're here, you know? So part of the stress can go. And I was actually too tired, like physically to even tap. In fact, at one point I had told Fen start tapping on me to help calm me down and kind of bring me back into my body. Cause I could fe- feel that I was like leaving my body and I not in the terms of like dying, but like of checking out. And when you feel overwhelmed. Right. 
So thankfully, you know, all the tests came back fine. In fact, the doctor said that my blood work was pristine and my EKGs were fine. And the only evidence of any heart trouble was probably due to when I had preeclampsia, you know, so that was after five hours in the ER and, you know, a bunch of money later, (laughs) they're like, you're fine. And I'm like, what the fuck just happened? Like, how did this even happen? And then I started thinking about it and I'm like, I can see how I just lost it. You know, like I I had told my family like about a week before that I was starting to like get to my breaking point and I had not yet reached. I mean, I literally was fine for most of COVID, like this whole thing, meaning mentally fine. Um, It it was a lot, you know, trying to do the podcast and having a a six-year-old who is very, wants to be very social and you know, constantly around. I feel like I'm always making him food. He's like, literally he is 70 pounds and six years old. So he's like a major, yeah, he's solid. Like he's not fat. He's just solid. He's growing and he's growing. They eat a lot. Yeah. They don't stop. Yeah. And they're like, Hey, how come you don't have something fun for me? You know, like I'm bored. Like, and you're like, Oh my gosh. And there's only so much screen time that you feel like you can really say to a kid, you know, go ahead and do that. So as longer and longer as COVID goes on, (laughs) I know, I know. Right. Right. Like we had limitations before and now we're like, well, that's okay. Now it counts this way. Um, You can earn more (laughs) by staying really quiet for 20 minutes (laughs) and not interrupting mommy while I'm trying to do this. So even with all the tools that I have and all the awareness that I have, it became the perfect storm. And as I was like laying there in the ER, I'm like, you know what? It fucking adds up. And I had been saying to Fen, like, I felt like I was trapped. I couldn't breathe. Like, and mostly because actually we've had fires the last three weeks in Colorado, like really bad, terrible air quality. And and I have sensitive lungs. And so I wasn't going outside for three weeks. Hard, yeah. It is for for somebody who loves to be outside in the sunshine, like literally, I live off that, and yeah, it was so hard. And my bike rides had been taken away from me, so that was like my mental health, my exercise. I remember one of the nights, it was like a week and a half or so in, we got some heavy rain and I started to cry because I was like, that means I can go outside now. Like, I thought that they would be over, but they weren't. And even Aiden and I did a rain dance um, one of the nights. Like, it was so cute to see him. He didn't, I've never seen, or I've never showed him what a rain dance looked like. But let me tell you, he did something that looked like a rain dance. I was like, wow, dude, you're good at this. Is there really, you just, are you just saying like, is there really a rain dance? Or I mean, like, I I don't know. Like I've, what, from what I've seen, I guess in like movies or something. Right. Okay. But I didn't know if there was like some kind of spiritual really rain dance. No, I mean, maybe there, I'm sure there is. I'm just not yeah. aware of it. Right. Just like, I feel like I just, I picture it too. Yes. I've definitely done the rain dance. And he was into it too, which was really That's cool. So cute. He's so fun. Oh, and by the way, Amy, you're so going to love this. So he got the garbage can for me. And then as, as I'm throwing up and Fen's like got her hand on my back and she's like trying to pay attention to me, he stands in front of us and holds his hands up and he was blocking out anything that could get to me. So like he knew somehow energetically that I was being, I guess, like attacked because of my, my energy had gotten really weak. And then he, yeah. So we were like, what are you doing, bud? And he's like, he's like, I'm protecting you mom from anything that might come in. That's bad. And then he, he ran over and turned on all the lights and he goes, the light is going to keep you safe, mom. And I was like, what the hell? And that's so true. Yeah. And so I was that kind of blown away about all that. 
He's just yeah, so cool. Crazy. I was like, what? I just feel like his gifts are going to open up and open up and open up. Yeah. And it was weird because it was just in the moment of like right. real intensity, you know? It was like, yeah. So he wasn't even panicking. He was like there, like, I'm going to protect you. And yeah. And he just held his hands do. up. He, like, he yeah. was just like this. He was like, I'm going to protect you. And he had his hands up and out. Yeah. And, you know, Finn was telling me, she's like, yeah, he did that the other day when he was running around the cul-de-sac because we have a cul-de-sac. And he wanted to get more energy. He put his hands up and received the energy. And then he also went like this before he started to run. He put, he like, um, put his oh. hands like in prayer, like yeah. to like center yeah. himself. You know, he just does things like that where I told you one time I caught him over the summer just laying on the ground. He goes, I was like, dude, are you okay? And he's like, yeah, I'm just charging up from the ground. And no, I, was like, I didn't remember that. Yeah, he said from Mother Earth. He said, I'm charging up from Mother Earth. That's what he said. I'm like, whoa, I really, I promise you all, I do not teach him this stuff. He's yeah, either getting it from he, somewhere else. It could be from- Does he interpret it? Because he does know that like, I'm sure you've said- that you get energy from being out in mother nature or, you know, it's good to connect. I don't, do you, do you talk about any of that stuff? Well, so I'm really, I'm really of the fan of like not programming him. And I yeah. also don't, he's so young that I don't want him like going over to his friend's house and being like, Hey, you don't feel good. Let me, you know, do this, that, and the other thing. <laughs> so like we don't, there's limited things that we talk about, but yeah, he knows what I do. And for the most part, and he knows about energy and he, uh, and I've recently taught him how to clear his energy and he understands the value of it and he'll def and he understands EFT. So like there are things that we talk about, but I don't recall ever teaching him about grounding and I don't recall teaching him obviously about any of this light stuff, you know, yeah. almost intuitive. Yeah. Him. Yeah. It really is. Like it's just his beingness. So what's interesting about all of this, and like I said, is the perfect storm is that I found out on, on that day, somebody had mentioned in one of the groups that I'm in that a very negative ent entity or a negative force hit the planet on that day. And actually out by me, it was the worst the ozone levels have ever been. So breathing wise, right at that moment when it happened. And I didn't realize how bad the air quality had gotten. So thankfully, the, the fire seemed to have done. Actually, it was the last day of the fires, to be honest, was the day that it happened to me, which is weird. So the next day we woke up and I opened up the whole house and I was able to air out the whole house because the rating was real low on the air quality, you know, meaning really good. Yeah. And I, I was like, wow, I can actually breathe. I don't feel like I'm suffocating right now. Yeah. So I think, and, and unfortunately my ring, my aura ring has been broken for the last four weeks. So I think I might've killed it <laughs> with my own yeah, energy. I do, that, right. I do. So I think I fried it, but they're really cool. I wrote to them and they immediately were like, yep, there's something wrong with your, your ring. It's just not holding its charge. We'll send you a new one. And I was like, they're awesome. That's awesome. But I was just saying to Fen, I'm like, it really would have been helpful for me to see like what were my respiratory rate? What was my respiratory rate at night? You know, because I was telling Fen, like, I'm feeling really short of breath from the fires and I'd go outside and I'd get a headache, you know, within five minutes. So anyway. Okay. So in retrospect, like, do you think about, okay, I wasn't, I wasn't using the tools properly during these times that you're stressed out. What do you attribute that you could have done differently? Well, so like, Obviously, it was a tough situation, and I and I had said to people in my class a couple of days before that I was like, "There's only so much mindset you can do, you know. There's only so much changing your circumstances that you can do." And I had told Fen, "I'm like, I need to get out of here. Literally, I need to leave Colorado. Like, I yeah. can't breathe right now." 
And so I was actually scheduled to go this Saturday. Like I was going to leave this Saturday. Yeah. So that's the other thing that I've been trying to figure out. It's like a whole new science trying to figure out RVs and like how to hook it up to my, my infinity and not knowing about cars and all that. So I was doing tons of research on that. And you know, when I started, when, like when I took that 30,000 foot view, I'm like, no wonder there was the straw that broke the camel's back. Like being online, hearing the kids suffering, you know, hearing the teacher suffer, hearing the parents suffer, knowing that this could be the next year of my life. And I actually, so it was funny. I was talking to my sister and I was like, my heart broke for the teacher and the kids. And I'm like, oh, it was a literal breaking in my heart. That's why my heart hurt. All of that heartbreak, I mean, I'm pretty sure that the teacher left at noon or whatever time it was to go cry, just to be like, I need to just cry just to get through this. And then, you know, we can restart after lunch, you know? And the thing is, is like, I should have been more mindful of the fact that my exercise had been taken away from me. But at the same time, the indoor air quality was also terrible. So I, I really wasn't supposed to be exercising indoors either, really. It was a really bad situation. Yeah, it was just was really bad. And I feel for all the parents out there that are struggling right now. It is so freaking hard right now. So hard. And my heart goes out. I've been thinking that, about that a lot, saying how grateful I am that I don't have young kids that I have to help with school because I don't know how these people do it. I, I don't know how I, I, it would be very, it's very difficult to work <laughs> and also help children learn. So yeah, I, I think this is a really good topic, mental health and how to cope with it and how to make sure that we don't all have similar situations. Right. I know. And that's the thing is like, I know about tapping and I should have probably started tapping when he was like, something happened with the computer, mom. You know, like my class, I don't know where my class is. Like, you know, Hold on, Aiden. let me go tap and I'll be back in 20 minutes. Or, or just start tapping and like start working yeah, on the computer. Yeah. yeah. I, do, I tap on my chest sometimes that if I just have like a nervous, like a negative thought or while I'm changing it, if I feel anxious, I'll just start tapping on my chest. Yeah. That was where I was tapping a lot. That was the only spot that I could really easily get to is tapping yeah. on my chest. And I'm like, I hope this is not going to hurt the situation <laughs> because it was my heart. But you know, it's so important to understand that health is more of like a total assessment, right? Mental health or physical health. And I know better. I really do. And I kept thinking, well, the fires will end and I will be able to get outside and I'll have that reset, but it just didn't come. And I think that's, you know, what a lot of people are experiencing with COVID is like, eventually they're thinking, you know, they keep saying our life back, which is not going to happen because it's not supposed to happen, but there's going to be some sense of freedom. That's what people are looking for or some sense of normal, normalcy. And is that the word? Normalcy. Normalcy. I can't believe I'm actually correcting someone with the word because I'm the one that knows. I'm usually the one that doesn't know what to say. Normal state, I guess. So, so anyway, you know, I think. I mean, that's the question is when is, when are we going to get? Is this a year? Is this two years? Three years? I I don't think it is. I I think, yeah, I think we're coming. Well, a lot of people think the fall is going to be bad. Right. So here's the thing. As I say to Fen all the time, like we create our reality. In fact, right before the podcast, she finally had to do the whole like, I'm going to watch Aiden because I went and got my hair done and then I had the podcast. She was like, oh my God, it is a shit show. Like it is literally like, what the fuck are we going to do? Like that was the conversation that we kind of like looked at you. I'm like, I told you, I told you. And you know, the funny thing is, is when I started reviewing it, 
the reason why I was so freaking triggered was because it was all the heartbreak from when I was a teacher in New York City and the kids weren't getting the services. I felt overwhelmed. I felt like I couldn't make a difference. It triggered all that energy that I guess I hadn't moved. And then here I am 25 years later roped into the very similar energetic situation where I'm like, wait a second, I want to be doing this other thing, like the podcast and all the things that go with that. And here I am being roped into teaching, which I thought I left 25 years ago. Exactly. Like I got out of this. I'm like, no wonder why I'm feeling like suffocated and things are out of my control. But like, you know, that's the thing is like, we need to take that time to like zoom out and be like, okay, well, what do I want to do? Like, what can we do? Which is why we're we're totally going on the road and I'm going to try to do the podcasting on the road and Fen's going to try to do her work on the road and we're going to try to get Aiden to do his work on the road. Like we're going to have one hell of an internet signal somehow. (laughs) I know that's, that's the one thing that we have to figure out when we talk about going on the road is we just going to, we're just going to need great Wi-Fi. Yeah. Anything we need to do. And I know it's not everybody can do that, but like you have to try and figure out how to make the best of this situation. Like, yep. What can I do? What's in my control that I can do to turn this around and make it better than it is today? I really felt like the fires were the straw that broke the camel's back because I just was trying to get enough thing, my, of my ducks in a row. But at the same time, like I got to take accountability. Like I really, I shouldn't have had that be the last chance. Like I haven't been getting massages. I've been saying to Fen, I need to get a massage. Like I Me knew... Too. But of course, I'm like, well, I'm not going to go. And like, I can't breathe in a mask and I could be exposing my family, you know, and then you're just like, it'll go away. Like, eventually I'll get a a massage and it'll feel good. You know, I have one of those like ones that when I'm watching TV that will rub my back. So did you do a lot of meditating and tapping? So here, so this is, so I'm going to tell you a couple of things that are like from the energy perspective. So yes, I did lots of tapping. When I was in the ER, I could not unfortunately close my eyes and take a nap like I was told to do Um, because of the energy in the ER. I started to close my eyes and I started seeing a whole bunch of shit going on. And I, energetically speaking, like spirits walking around and I was like, "Mm -mm." (laughs) I think Wait this one out. You just watch it uncover, or what do you do in this? Um, it, it basically, I just as soon as I started to fall asleep, because I, you know, when you're, I was going through a lot there, you know, yeah. like I'm thinking I'm dying, I'm thinking yeah. that I'm never going to see my son or and my you don't wife or be near spirits or anything like that. Yeah, so I was like, all right, so here we go. I got to clear the room, so I did. I set up a bunch of roses, called in all my angels and things like that to watch over me. And and here's the thing. Was I scared of death? No, not at all. Like I literally was like, this is it. I'm fine with the other side. And I didn't even remember that you get the review, which I've actually been like, oh, that's going to be exciting. You know, do you know what the life review is? I mean, I've heard of it where you basically see your life in front of you before you die. Is that what Yeah, well, it's and it's also like every person that you've ever influenced in a positive way or a negative way, you see the energy exchange and you feel it in your body as they would feel it. Okay. So, so it's feel- it's a really highly sensory. If it's a good thing, you feel good. good. Yeah. So I mean, I does that happen at, right after you pass? Supposedly. I mean, I haven't done it yet. So um, <laughs> yeah, I'm hoping to interview somebody who has had a near death experience Please. on the podcast. Yeah, I know, right? I have talked to some nurses about it. This was really cool. I worked with this nurse once. What she did was she put letters on pieces of paper and put them on the top of filing cabinets. So it would be like a huge red letter A, and then it would be like a huge red letter D. 
And she put them on the filing cabinets in the OR or something like that. She said that when people had near-death experiences, they would say, oh yeah, I saw the letters on top of the filing cabinets. There was an A over there. There was a D over there. You know, like they knew. Uh So I was like, wow, like that was really cool that they could say those kinds of things or they left their body. They would claim they left their body when we're watching the surgery, which actually happened to me when I was 16. But that's a whole other story. Wow. So yeah, yeah. I, one of the, my favorite books I'm just going to get is Anita Morjani, Dying to Be Me. I someone recommended it to me. Wayne Dyer had wrote the forward for it, and it's about her near death experience. It was a really good book. I re- highly recommend it. Yeah, I definitely need to read that. There's a podcast out there that is really good. It's by Mark Gober, and he talks to people who had near death experiences, and he talks about how this one soldier had to go through his near-death experience, I think, three times. So he, all the people that he had killed, he had to relive all the pain and suffering that they had. Yeah. He was like, it was awful, but it changed my life. So people, I always, (laughs) you know. (laughs) You're not scared of death, right? We're not scared of death, but you- No, I wasn't scared of the other side. I wasn't scared of death, but I was more upset about leaving those behind. And also like, had I done the things that I wanted to do? So those were the kinds of things that I was thinking. So I, I cleared out the room and I set the energy. And so then I felt safe in there and comfortable. But then I was just kind of like waiting till I could get out of there. So I could just kind of let my guard down. Here's the weird thing also. So in the back of my mind, I was remembering when I was 24 years old, I had this feeling that I was going to die when I was 40. Yeah. So I would tell people like, I'm not going to live past 40. And this is before I was even spiritual. So I just had a knowingness that I wasn't going to make it past 40. And then I got really healthy, right? Like, so I, f- I started meditating, you know, changed my diet, da, 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 da. And I met this psychic woman who is a friend of mine or a friend of a friend, actually, I should say. I didn't tell her this, by the way. She was like, yeah, you're supposed to die at 40, but you're no longer going to die at 40 because you changed everything. And I was like, whoa, I do. F-. And I did feel like I had made that timeline had changed, right? So I had, I had jumped timelines. So here I am, and and this is all happening to me. I'm like, well, maybe I was wrong. Maybe I didn't jump timelines, or maybe I fell back into another timeline or something like that. So like, here I am, like you know, mind fuck, basically being like, what the fuck? Which timeline am I on? Like, is this really happening? (laughs) So then all of a sudden, I'm like, okay, so I didn't die, right? I'm here. And so yesterday, I the air was cleaner. I was outside in the sunshine. It felt really good. So I started to meditate, and I was like, guys, what the fuck was this all about? Yeah. So I did. Are you you kidding me? Like, I'm like, hello, you just put me through hell. Like, and my family. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. I'm like, you, you know, this is not cool for Aiden and all that. So I said to them like, what happened? And they said, happy birthday. And I was like, what? And they're like, you are a new person now. They were like, you went through what you should have gone through in terms of a wake up and like a rebirth or a born again, you know, and they were like, you're no longer that person anymore that you were, which when they said that, I was like, huh, I kind of feel that way. Like, I kind of don't know. It's almost like when we move out energy, you just can't really grasp it. Like, it's just not there anymore. And it feels like that. Like there were things about me that I shed that I had been wanting to shed a long time, you know, and 
all I can tell you is in the last two days, I feel more alive, more awake, more vibrant. And they said that they are like, you got these upgrades. You've got more energy than you've ever had before. You're brighter as a light than ever before. And I think because like I had been going through life being like, yeah, if I die, whatever, you know, cause I'm, I'm okay with that. I do want to be here. I am not saying that I don't. I'm just, right. it's just not, I'm not You're one of those people. Scared of death. Right. Like I want to be here. I want to raise my son. I, I love every moment that I have with him. I love my life with my wife and my family and my friends and all that. So I, I have a very much that I've wanted to be here, but there's even a more wanting to be here. I've talked to people about this before because in the past, I want to say like five years ago, there was a switch where I would before that, so from ages zero to let's say 35, I would look up at the sky and I would ache for home, which was not here. <laughs> so like I would ache for being on another planet or in among the stars. I don't know what it was, but like I, I've been told that I'm part Pleiadian, uh, which is, I don't even know, like an alien kind of race or something like that, okay. um, energetically speaking. Right. And I didn't even know what it was until I heard you are Pleiadian through me, myself. Like, I, And I was like, what the hell is this? And I had to search it. It was like 10, 12 years ago, something like that. And somewhere around five years ago, it switched. I had moved enough energy and I looked up at the sky and I was like, nope, I really like being here. I don't want to go anywhere else. I don't want to be anywhere else. That was always really weird for me to like have that secret inside of me and be among, let's say, family and be like, I like you guys, but I don't really, I don't know if I'm one of you guys. You like, like belong. You felt like yeah, belong. a little bit like I didn't belong. Yeah, like I, I know that I'm part of my family. Like part of my brain is like, what the fuck are you even talking about, right? right. You know, like you are, of course you are them. Like those are your sisters and brothers or whatever. And I remember telling my sister that I just felt this way, and she was like, "That's okay, you know, that's okay that you feel that way." And I was like, "Oh, okay." <laughs> That was the best thing she could have possibly I know. I'm like, you know, what is she going to argue with me about my feelings, you know? I think so many people, I can't say that I've ever felt that I was not from this planet, but I never really thought about that way. But I can imagine like when you feel like you're different or you have special gifts that other people don't have, it's just how you feel. I mean, it's just, I think a lot of people might feel that way. Right. And that's the thing is I, I am very sensitive and I think that I was picking up a lot of the planetary shifts and, and you know, of course I feel so much of what people are going through right now. I mean, we're on what month six of the COVID and like people are losing their businesses, their homes, their, their lives, like people are dying, you know, and there's so many people that are judging other people and people feel that so strongly. And so it's not to be discounted, you know, that I feel all that. And and it just got to be the point where, you know, I was trying to be a mom, trying to be a podcaster, trying to be a healer, a helper, you know. It and, happens to the best of us. Right. And I think, you know, obviously everything I do believe is planned. And I definitely, looking back, I was talking to Fen and you as well, Amy, and saying like, I need to get out of here. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. I need to feel some freedom. Like, I need to get, obviously, to a place where I could breathe at one point you know, cause I already suffer with the altitude. So having the altitude and then the fires was just too much. Right. Anyway. Well, I am really glad that you are alive and well. Yes, me too. And I'm glad that you are born again <laughs> and you're not even one yet. I know. I, I like only am day three. <laughs> wow. It's amazing. I'm so young. <laughs> I mean, they say that beautiful things come from 
really tough situations. And that was like a really scary, scary thing. But you you made it to the other side and you feel better and you feel like a happier, lighter, brighter person. Yeah. I'm looking at things much more differently. Like I'm like, if he can't get back into the classroom immediately, that's okay. Or if I also was like, I'm not going to sit in there and try to do work. <laughs> and listen right. to all the kids being like, Miss Lawrence, Miss Lawrence. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. oh my God. I, the biggest thing for people too is like when you're empathetic and you take on other people's energy like I do as well, you have to like really set boundaries for yourself and not surround, you know, try and really make sure you're not putting yourself in the situation where you're receiving all that negative energy. Like I don't watch the news. Oh yeah. No, that's, I, Horrible. that's the thing is I definitely have eliminated a lot of that stuff. Yeah. Right. And then it gets to a point right now where it's like, what can you eliminate? And uh, that's when I was like, I'm getting in a fucking RV with my family right. and we're going to start to explore things and do things differently. Yeah. I have a little bubble and I just, I've made it so that, you know, I have my family that I talk to all the time and my close friends and that's kind of all I really need. And I don't need all the outside chaos. And that way I don't have all that negative energy affecting me. I mean, yeah. obviously I do have some in my life, but you know, right. you manage it more when you set those boundaries. Absolutely. Definitely setting boundaries is huge. And also honestly, taking the opportunity at this point now to work on some of that triggered energy of like, the heartbreak that I was feeling for the teacher, the heartbreak that I once felt, you know, it was match. I mean, that's why I felt it so deeply. Yeah. I didn't work that energy and of that feeling like that I wasn't making a difference, which in the end, you know, I, I did make a difference. And I had kids tell me that I made a difference in their lives. And anytime that though you get triggered in that way, you have that opportunity to move the energy. I think that's the biggest thing is when, when you do get triggered to look at it, more holistically, like what does this represent? What is this similar to in my life? What kind of, you know, any trauma or, and identify that and then focus on that and moving that energy out, right? Right. Yeah. And then here I am, like I'm all about mindset and taking care of yourself and whole body. And here I am experiencing this. And it's like, I could have just pretended like it didn't happen and not talk about it. And then I'm like, you know, which parts of me want to not say anything about it? You know, part of me was also like, I don't want people to worry about me, you know? And then other parts are like, I want them to think I know everything about this. And with any kind of thing, it, that, those kinds of things are ego. And I'm like, you know, fuck it. Like I'm human, you know, and we all are learning. That's why we're here, to be honest. Right. And and I think it's important to destigmatize mental illness, you know, or mental health. Absolutely. Especially in a time like now. Absolutely. And I think that it, obviously, we've come a long way in talking about mental health. I mean, I feel like people used to not talk about that they used to go to therapy and that they were, you know, had anxiety and things like that. I feel like everybody talks about it now, which is so much better. But, you know, the more we talk about it, and I think, you know, being real and sharing these experiences helps other people relate and realize that everybody goes through this, even people that have these tools and use these tools every day. Yeah. It was interesting to have one of my tools taken away from me uh, when I was going through it. Yeah. I couldn't, I literally couldn't tap. I tried three times to tap and I didn't have the energy. And that's when I asked Fen to start tapping on me. And of course... (laughs) <laughs> she, I love Fen, but she's very practical and she totally believes in tapping, but like she was tapping on me in a not as like soft and gentle way as I wanted at the moment, but it still worked and it was very helpful to like get me checked in. But it was just funny how, you know, I had to ask for help. You know, I had to say, please do this for me. And then there, you know, obviously when you go through all these things, 
there's things that come up. Like I was like, man, I'm disrupting Fen's day. And, you know, I'm about to cost the family more money. And we had just had a budget meeting the day before. And like, you know, I was like, this is the last thing we need. But, you know, you try to, you know, your ego tries to make it right. And it's really just letting go and just being like, you know what? Fuck it. This is what's happening. Shit happens. It happens. Let it go. Yeah. And learn, like learn from it for sure. Exactly. Yeah. And take those opportunities to clear the energy. Like I get triggered with, uh, you've seen this before. I get triggered with, um, technology, like technology. <laughs> technology triggers me. Like I, I need to like figure that shit out. Like why? I, Cause in my mind, actually I'm fine with it. I'm like, whatever, it's not working, but like my body will start to get amped. And I, I got to tap on that because that was what was happening. And like a hundred times in that course of like two hours with Aiden. Yes. It's like lack of control for me because I don't know enough about technology to be able to fix it myself. And that's what's really frustrating is not having the control to be able to like do what you need to do, you know? Right, right. And that was really what the circumstances were. So many things had gotten out of my control. Like my breathing I was out of my control. The weather was out of my control. I keep calling it the weather, but it was, you know, the fires. And, um, you know, his online schooling platform was out of my control and the internet connection was unstable and that was out of my control and him asking me whenever was out of control. And it's like, you know what, all we have to do is just come back inward and then we can gain control over how we feel about the situation. But it felt like it was a lot coming at me. And I just want to say like to any of the parents out there, to any of the other people that are experiencing a feeling of a lack of control. I feel for everybody right now and tapping really, if you can do it because man, was I really wanting that. And you know, when I did have enough strength, I of course started doing that. Well, it just goes to show you that we truly are healing together. Yeah, (laughs) we, we are. I mean, I, I'm, I'm not perfect. I really am not. And you know, I do think that everything happens for a reason. And this was part of the plan. I mean, it was just so many things like they talk about COVID and how it can affect your heart. And I do believe that we had it at one point and long time ago, like a couple months ago. That was a long time ago. <laughs> I know, right? And somebody, there's a meme going around that was like, I can't believe it's September. March feels like 16 years ago. Um, <laughs> and it really does. Like, it does. it's so weird. Anyway, everybody, please be gentle with yourself. Um, I certainly, I didn't take a bath that night, but I took a bath the next night. And actually, that'll be last night. See how it feels like it was forever ago. Because I know that that helps me with the reset. That night, I laid with Aiden and we went to sleep together because he was crying, you know, when I was at the hospital. He didn't know. We just told him. I don't even know what we told him. He saw me throw up. So he said, we, we just told him I didn't feel well. Yeah. Um, but he, he was scared I wasn't coming home. And so we oh. spent time together. Yeah. Uh, and lots of time. Yeah, especially when these kids are here. I mean, kids do pick up and know that there's stuff going on and people have to go to the hospital and they don't know hospital and they don't know. <laughs> hospital. Uh, hospital. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah. That's yeah. scary. So that's all. I mean, I here, here are some tips for, raising your vibration, which is what we were going to talk about. So getting out in nature, if you can, taking a bath, if you can, um, putting something in the bath. I do. I magnesium. uh, I always, well, Epsom salts is what normal people say, I guess. (laughs) Thank you for clarifying because I don't have magnesium, but I do have Epsom salts. Yeah. So, and the lavender, I definitely was like, oh my gosh, I need my essential oils when I was, you know, in the air. I was like, oh man, I'm missing that. And then 
laughing, being with friends, taking time off to meditate and breathe and eating high quality foods. You know, I I have to say also, I happened to be doing a detox at the time, the last two weeks, which was an accidental detox. Okay. So yeah. So I was, I had taking supplements that I know that are good for me because I could tell my body was wanting them, but I guess it was just too much with the stress, you know, it, it accumulated. So it's important to pay attention to that kind of stuff, you know, but definitely getting sunlight outside, uh, listening to music, hanging out with friends, essential oils, trips if we can. What I keep telling Fen is like, I want that experience when you go somewhere on a vacation, you're in a new place. So all your senses open up and flowers smell different, you know, the food tastes different. You're just so much more in the present moment. And and that's how I feel really since this all happened in the last, now I'm on day three. <laughs> but I feel like I'm so much more in the present moment than I, I ever was. All the chatter, right? Like- yeah. I just, you know, it's weird. I feel like I got a reset of like everything is exactly as it should be. And I knew that before, but I feel it so much more in my body now than I ever have. Awesome. Yeah. So, and you know, infrared saunas or whatever else makes you happy, you know, people are like, well, chocolate cake, a whole chocolate cake makes me happy. I'm like, "Mm, not probably a whole chocolate cake (laughs) because that's probably going to hurt after you eat that much, but definitely go like have ice cream or whatever, you know? Yeah. Life is short. Everything in moderation. Yeah. Except for all the things you said, you can do as much as you want. Yeah. When you're like, it was just crazy. Cause like, I was just like, all I want right now is Fen and Aiden with me. Like that's all I wanted. And when you compare it down to something so little as that. It's so true. Nothing else yeah. mattered. Very, two very close people in my life were in the hospital and still one is still for a very, very long time by themselves with no visitors. Oh. Anyway, hug the people you're with. Yeah. <laughs> if you <laughs> yeah, it just let's let's all just be more gentle with ourselves even more than we have been or are right now especially with online schooling. Thank, thankfully it's getting better. Aiden is managing it beautifully um so far and so are the teachers and the other kids and all the parents are trying to make it through and you know like I said to Fen like we create a reality like what is, what do we want to do? Do we want to do just homeschooling our own way like not be tied to a computer and the schedule of the school and so we're, we're working that out. That's Taking good. control of the things that we can take control of, right? Yeah, you got to figure out, assess the situation and figure out what works for you. Yeah. And no judgment. Like, that's the thing. Everybody's judging everybody else. And like, just you do you. If you're not hurting anybody, you do you. Agreed. Well, Amy, thank you for joining me on the podcast to talk about this today. Thank you. This was great. You're beautiful. And I'm so happy to have you as a (laughs) co-host. I feel the same. I'm so glad you're alive and well. Thank you. All content provided by Amy Stark and her guests on the Ophelia Podcast website or other platforms, including text, images, audio, or other formats, were created for informational purposes only. Always seek the advice of a physician or qualified health provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition. Amy Stark is not a doctor or a therapist. 